Listen. Okay, I think we're safe. I just want to thank you all for coming and joining me tonight. Um, allow me to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Chippius Hendros. You can call me Chip if you like. Um, but I'm a Roman centurion in, in the Roman legion. And well, what that means is that I command an 80-man centuria in the Royal Imperial Legion. I, I have a family. Uh, my wife, Terragis, and my three boys, Milos Philippus, Tibonius Maximus, and Elon Tomania. Now, listen, I, I call them my boys, but, well, they're more of men nowadays. In fact, two of my two oldest are actually a part of the Roman Imperial Legion with me as well. Now, I don't know, but they do all get their good looks from me because my wife still has hers. Well, that went over better in Rome. Okay, anyway, um, so listen, who I am is of no importance to you tonight. See, I'm not here to talk about myself. I am here to come and share something amazing that has happened to me. I need you to know that I am not ashamed of what I have seen and heard, but I can't get what I've witnessed out of my mind. Listen, we don't have a whole lot of time tonight. My commanding officers, if, if they realize that I'm missing, well, look, you need to know what I have to talk to you about. It's just, it's so important. And, and if I get found out, you know what, I might lose my life. But again, I'm not ashamed of what I'm about to talk to you about. See, it's worth the risk because you need to hear what I've seen and heard. It's all about him. You know, the one they call Jesus of Nazareth. And I just need you to understand that what I am risking is because I want to share with you that, well, everything is about him. Everything, everything points back to him, this guy, this, this Jesus that I've witnessed, all of the story, the whole world, it's all about him. My hope is that my chance to come and get to share with you over the next couple of days, well, I hope that it transforms the way that you think and the, the way that you act and the way that you speak just as it did for me so that you too cannot be ashamed of Jesus and that you will go home and have no other option but to courageously live for him. Let me ask you guys, what do you want to be when you grow up? Raise your hand and I'll point to you. I'll point to you. What do you want to be when you grow up? A baker. A baker. We have fine, fine pastries in Rome. Mm. I've missed them. I haven't had them many of days. Yes, go. A baby doctor. Sounds fun. In the back, go. Yeah. A what? A baker, too. Man, 13 of you will have a baker's dozen. Wow, this is a rough crowd. Yes, sir. Go. An architect? Awesome. All right, hands down. Hands down. Oh. Shh, shh. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I was your age, I always wanted to be a Roman legionnaire. I mean, that's what all young boys in Rome want to aspire to be. And I would grab sticks in the background, and I would 
play swords and I would be the great Marcus Antonius defeating the Germanic hordes. Anyone else? Just me. Okay, all right. Well, good, thanks for playing. Now, this one time, in fact, I got up onto this platform, you'll call it. It was about 10 feet up in the air. I was about four years old. And I wanted so badly to be a Roman legionnaire. I got up there, and it wasn't just that. I thought maybe I could be one of the gods, like Apollo or whatever. And I, and I got up on the platform, and I stood out there, and I remember my mom was outside, and she was looking at me, and she looks at Chippius, and she's like, oh, no, he's not going to do it, is he? And I go to the end of the platform, and I jump off the platform and say, I'm Apollos. And I fell to the ground, splat. I know, but you know, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. My whole life was about Rome. It was about defending her, about living for her, living for the gods, even though they weren't real, they were fake. My purpose for living was all about Rome. And then one day I heard about this guy, this guy, Jesus. And he was doing these miracles and he was healing people and raising people from the dead. And I knew there was something special. Something was different. He was no ordinary Jewish teacher. And so I began to investigate. And the more that I investigated, the more I got to know Jesus. And he started to change me. You see, guys and girls, he started to give me a new purpose, new mission. Now, they say, they say that he was 100% man, but at the same time, he was 100% God. <laughs> my son Milo says, God in a bod. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think it was funny either. Anyway, now, I have learned that though I had a plan to grow up to be a Roman legionnaire, a Roman centurion, well, Jesus had a different plan for my life. And boys and girls, he has a different plan for you. Uh, turn in your Bibles to Luke 5. To Luke 5. Now, let's see here. Maybe there's something I can use. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh -oh. All right. Luke 5, verse 1. Now, here's the thing. I was kind of thinking I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, and uh, I, I like to learn things visually as much as I like to read them, and so I need a couple guys that uh, to come up here and help me out with this. A couple a couple guys. A couple guys. Let's see. Uh, all right, you two dudes in the back right there. You two dudes in the back. Come here, come here, come here. All right, good. Okay, one more. I need, okay, one more. Come up here. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. You dude, you're going to stand over here. You two dudes, come stand in here and hold the net in your hand. Okay, look at this. Luke. Five, Luke five, big five, little one. Okay, put it down. I didn't tell you what to do yet. Put it down, put it down, put it down. Well, don't hold it up. All right. <clears throat> now, you ready? Now, as I read the story, you guys act it out. Now, dude, you're Jesus. Okay, can you handle that? Okay, now, you don't look anything like him. I've seen him. You don't look anything like him, but that's all right. You know why? Because he doesn't wear a hat. That's all. All right, good. No, no, you're all right. Okay, here we go. You ready? Now, Luke 5, verse 1. On one occasion, while the crowds were pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake. Just stand by a lake there somewhere, Jesus. Good. And he saw two boats by the lake, 
But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Now, getting into one of their boats, Jesus did, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little bit before the land. And he sat down and he started to teach all the people from the boat. Oh, is that very good? Very good. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep. And let your nets down for a catch. Not yet. Not yet. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. And took nothing. <clears throat> if you want to be Roman, you will take this seriously. And when they had done this, they inc- Oh, sorry. Uh, but at your word, I will let down the nets. No, but you say that. But at your word, I will let down the nets. Nope, not you. You. Great. Perfect. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. And they signaled to the partners of the other boat, come and help us. And they came, and they filled their boat so much so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees. You. Fall down. Yes. Wow. Okay, good. Okay. And he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. So good. Very good. For he and who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. Also were others. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. For now on you will be catching men. And listen to this. Listen, listen. And when they had brought their boats to the land, listen. They left everything and followed him. Now, let's give a big hand to our actors. Nice job. You would make Rome proud. Excellent work. Now go sit down. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Did you guys catch that at the very end? It said that they left everything and followed Jesus. In fact, listen. Matthew says that they immediately left and followed Jesus. No questions asked. No, hang on, I need to go give my mom a kiss goodbye. No, I got to go water my plants first. No, they immediately followed Jesus. And I, I was thinking about that. I mean, what if Jesus asked me to stop being a Roman legionnaire? Would I follow him? Would I drop everything that I would do? I think that I would because... You see, when you follow Jesus, boys and girls, you're getting back to the original purpose that God created for you in the first place. You know, I'm thinking that perhaps maybe some of you don't know what your original purpose is or what God created you for. Turn to the very, very beginning of this book, Genesis 1-1, because I think maybe we need to go back there. I was astonished when I started to learn this and, and realize all these things that just were amazing. Genesis 1-1, it shouldn't be hard. It's the very first book, the very first page, the very first chapter, the very first verse. It says this. Genesis 1-1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, guys and girls, 
It says that God, everything that God created, it says that God said. And, and the word for said here, boys and girls, look at me. Look at me. The word for said here is really more something like, like he breathed it into existence. So when God was creating the world, and you look at the stars, and you think about this time when God created everything, that God literally just said it. He just breathed it, and it was made. L- l- listen to what Psalm 33, 6-9 says. I'll just read it for you real fast. It says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. He gathered the waters of the sea as a heap, and he puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth Fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him, for he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. All right, this is what I want everyone to do real fast because we need to understand this. Everybody take a big exhale breath at me right now. Ready, go. Dude, some of you need to brush your teeth. That's what you need to do, all right? In fact, some of you... Listen, I got to tell you a quick story about my son, Elon, my youngest. See, he was picked up in the morning, early morning one time by some teachers as a part of an initiation, as a part of the uh, a Roman Junior Legion. And he was picked up and they did this little ceremony and he didn't have time to brush his teeth. And so what they did was they lined all the students up. And one of the teachers thought it was a bright idea to go up to Elon and have him breathe into her face. Now, I kid you not, when she smelt Elon's breath, she immediately turned her head and vomited all over the kid next to her. It happened. Now, boys and girls, Elon's breath made the woman vomit. But God, when he breathes, it creates the world. Everybody say, oh. Now, here's what's super cool, though, all right? This is what I've been learning that's just blown my mind. You see, it says that God breathed everything into existence, boys. He breathed, and it was made. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.27, and don't, you don't have to turn there, but if you want to look, listen to what it says. Genesis 1.27. It says, Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish and the seas and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and every creepy thing that creeps on earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. See, think about this for a second. You, boys and girls, were created by God. God breathed you into existence. And what that means that you, you, boys, are an image bearer of God. That means that you have the abilities to think, to show emotion, reason, and change, that you are a product of the one true God. God created you out of love, and he said that you are good. God knows you. He really knows you. Boys, do you realize that? God created you. God knows you. God loves you. God breathed you in existence. I hope that that makes you feel 
insanely special because that's what it does to me. In fact, I'll tell you what. Let's do a little contest here. The first person who can look in their Bible and find Psalm 139. Psalm 139, verse 13 through 16. If you get it, stand up. You got to be pointing right at it. Psalm 139, verse 13 through 16. Let's see. First person who can get it. You got it? Yeah, Psalm 139. You sure? Okay, bring it up here. Bring it up here. Good job. Let's see. Come here. Come here. Yeah, okay, you got it. Okay. So, uh, go to the next page, but you're there. All right, what's your name? Nathan. Okay, shh. Listen. Listen. Nathan's going to read this, but he doesn't have a microphone, so you guys got to listen really carefully. What I want you to do is read verse 13 down to verse 16. All right, can you do that real loud? As loud as you can, right there. In those. That's pretty awesome. Hey, Nathan, let me ask Let me ask you this. Yeah, I don't know if you like fully were hearing what you were reading, but it says that God knit you together in your mother's womb, that he formed your inmost being. Does that, how does that make you feel? Pretty cool, right? To think that God created you, that he knows you, that he, he knew you even before you came into this world. Is that pretty amazing? Yeah. All right, give Nathan a hand. Good job, buddy. Boys and girls, that makes me feel really, really special to know that I'm more than just a pawn in a game of war, that I'm more than a soldier. I am an image bearer of God. Hey, remember how I said earlier that God was a hundred or that Jesus is a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man all at the same time? Listen to this. This is what's really cool that I don't think maybe some of you have ever realized this before. Okay, I'm gonna read for you John 1. One through three. Okay, listen to this. This is just going to, I hope that this, when Jesus said this, I about lost it. All right? John 1, verse 1 through 3. And let's see if you can catch what I'm trying to get here. You ready? It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay? They're talking about Jesus here. Okay? Jesus. Now listen to this. Listen. He, who's he? Jesus. Who's he? He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Who? Who? Jesus. All things were made through him, and without him, who's him? Jesus. Without him was not anything made that was made. Did you catch that? Sometimes I think, and this is what I thought, is that Jesus was this guy that was just born onto earth, like he was a man, he was on earth. But according to John, and what John says, is that Jesus is God. Jesus was there in the beginning. Jesus, 
is the creator. He's God. He, like, he was there. Everybody go, because that's what it did for me. Listen, God created you. And what this is saying in John 1 is that Jesus is God. Jesus breathed life into you. Jesus knit you in your mother's womb. Jesus gives you purpose in life. Huh. Have you ever heard of the word identity? Anybody ever heard? Anybody want to take a guess? What does the word identity mean? What does the word identity mean? Yes, go. Who you are. Who you are. Anybody have a different one? Oh, we're going to work on that. Yeah, in the back. What do you think? Yeah. You. Yes. Somebody's been to Heartland before. Good job. What do you think? Go. What you look like. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, go. So everything about you forms your identity. I, I think you guys are hitting it on the head. It's who you truly are, right? Who you were created to be. And see, look at me, because I think this is important. Ladies, gentlemen, the hard thing is, is as this age that you guys are, I like to call you preteens, and in this age, what's happening in your bodies right now, in your minds, is that you're abs actually moving from this, what's called concrete thinking, where everything just is as it is, to you're moving to this new world where things all of a sudden, you're starting to ask the why questions, and you're thinking about, okay, I'm like this. Why? Like, exactly how does this make me up? And who am I really? Like, I look at myself, and I think, Chippius, I'm short. I like to talk a lot. I have a family. I'm a legionnaire. I'm ruggedly handsome. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> now, now listen. Listen. See, those can form my identity. And to be honest, until this point, boys, to this point, I thought that my identity was all found in being a Roman legionnaire, in just being a Roman. But Jesus helped me to see something, that my identity isn't defined by what others say about me. It's not defined even by a lot of the things that, that the world will tell me that I am, that I look like, that I sound like, that I, that I do. See, my identity, guys and girls, is through who my creator says that I am, who Jesus says that I am. And listen, for a lot of you guys, that's going to get harder and harder as you get up. Let me tell you a quick story. When I was your age, I went to a camp a lot like this. It was to help train us to be better Romans. And when I was at the camp, I was training. Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm going to test our friendship. You see, when I was a kid, I was born with an Audi belly button. The biggest Audi belly button on the planet. Now, here's the thing. Since I've gotten older, it's gotten a little, you know, the gut has helped close it in. But when I was a kid, it was so big that I actually rubbed holes in my shirt from my belly button. You say, ew, and that's what the world was telling me. Ooh, you have an Audi belly button. And in fact, 
I was at camp. And in fact, when I was at camp, I was walking around and I didn't realize that my belly button was sticking through my shirt. And immediately, these older sixth grade boys came up to me and they're like, ew, look at your outie belly button. And you know what? The rest of the camp, they started calling me outie boy. Hey, outie boy. Outie boy. Yeah, yeah. See? See? And so listen, guys and girls, I could have in that moment let what they said about me define me and try to get me to think that that's my identity. But you know what's really cool, guys and girls? I am not defined by what others say about me. I am not defined simply by being a soldier in the Roman legion. I am defined by the creator of the world who created me. I am who God says I am. Why? Because God, Jesus, breathed me into existence. Can you imagine if this sword, uh, if I forged this sword? Let's say that I made this sword, gentlemen. And when I made this sword, I made it to be able to defend. I made it to be able to stab, to cut, to fight with. And that is its purpose. But what if this sword said, Nah, Chippius, I do not want to be a defender and a cutter and a fighter. I just want to be an umbrella and cover everybody up and make sure that no sun gets on your head. Would that be silly? Gentlemen, does that make any sense for the sword to say that? No. Everybody say no. No, Chippius. Sword, you are crazy. Now listen. Boys and girls, that is exactly what I'm talking about. See, the creator defines the purpose and identity to whatever it creates. Boys and girls, Jesus spoke you into existence. He breathed life into you and he created you. In fact, this verse I love, it comes from Ephesians 2.10. And it says, you are God's workmanship. Or other places I heard said, masterpiece. That you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance that we should walk in them. See, guys and girls, before I go, I need you to understand. Look at me. Look at me. Eyes right here. You were created by God. You were created by Jesus, and he calls you his masterpiece. And he's your, he, you are his masterpiece because of the work that he did. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. See, God created you exactly as he wants you. And look at me. God doesn't make mistakes, boys and girls. You are exactly as he created you with great purpose and perfect design. And so if, you have, if you're tall or short or blonde hair or brown hair or you have an innie or an Audi, it doesn't matter. God designed you exactly as he wanted to. And he doesn't make mistakes. And you were created out of love with great purpose, just like me. Okay, I think maybe I've overstayed my welcome. Look, I'll try to be back tomorrow if I can. But remember, you were created and loved by an awesome God. You got me? Oh, let me pray before I get out of here. Okay, close your eyes, close your eyes, quick.
God, uh, thank you so much, Jesus, that you love me so much that you created me and you you give me my true identity. I want to be the person that you created me to be because you breathed me into existence. So help me to think about, think about the fact that you created me by design and, 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 and what that means and how I can live my life. I can't wait to talk to these boys and girls more. But right now, i got to go. Okay, okay, bye, God. Bye, God. Bye, everyone.